You know, so throughout what you were saying, yeah, I went to um, Albany, Georgia once with a friend of mine. I'd never been, and we we're at some house party, and somebody offered me, or like, I asked for something to drink. Like, oh yeah, just go in the fridge. There's a jug of sweet tea. And I pull it out, like start pouring a glass, and it comes out like motor oil. And I'm like, hey, I, th- I think your tea might have gone bad, and apparently that is the most hilarious thing you could say in the town of Albany, Georgia. Because <laughs> there's too much sugar. Yeah, in it? it comes out like maple syrup. <laughs> that's disgusting. I'm sorry. That's way too. It's way too sweet. Absolutely terrible. I mean, do they use it like concentrate, <laughs> or do they drink it like that? I I think they eat it like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> eat it like that. <laughs> I mean, bad. I'm all about some southern sweet tea, but that just sounds wrong. Yeah, I don't. I'm not about that. It can't be thick. Like I don't know about. I love unsweetened tea. I love sun tea, which I don't think is any different than like boiling water and putting tea bags in them. But for some reason, sun tea just hits different. You know what I mean? That vitamin D. Huh? That's not how any of this works. <laughs> is that your hype song tonight, Meg? <laughs> yup. I'm the mother flippin' Rhinoceros. <laughs> I prefer the hip hopopotamus. Hip hop, hip hop, anonymous. <laughs> I'm the hip hop apotamus. My rhymes are bottomless. Uh, <laughs> Is it a hippopotamus or just a really cool otamus? I'm a hippopotamus, and I got noodles on my back. Noodles on my back. Noodles on my back. Okay, you lost me. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you for Flight of the Concords, but you went somewhere else entirely. Uh, it's, a, it's a classic. I got oodles and noodles 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 and noodles. Oh my god. <laughs> that sounds very uh, old school internet. I'm going to prescribe you both some grass, and I want you to touch it just three <laughs> times a day. <laughs> I think you guys spend too much time on the internet. Do I have allergies? It's hypoallergenic grass. I swear. Does, does like a pot of cat grass count? Exactly. That's what I mean. Uh, I've got an emoji for that. Yeah, like a, it's like a little thing of uh, lemongrass or whatever. They they serve you a Jamba Juice. You ever you ever remember Jamba Juice? Is that still a thing? Yeah. They would, like, literally cut it in front of you there off of their little, like, turf. <laughs> exactly. I fucking love that. Did you hear Johnny says, I don't need that stuff. I've got an emoji for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, this is the problem. This is exactly what I'm talking about. The fact that you don't realize that may be part of the issue. What, did I have an emoji for touching grass? Yes, that's the one. John, this isn't a D&D game, it's an intervention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're recording it, we just thought it might be fun uh, to listen to later. Yeah. I'm afraid, though, that it could be for any one of us. Yeah. It's for Johnny first, and then we're going to do my turn, and then... <laughs> I always record my interventions for later entertainment. And then yeah. add music to them and everything. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to some other previous ones. They're really well done. I really don't think you're supposed to edit them. Yeah, the crack one was a banger. Yeah, cut them up so that you sound like less responsible yeah, yeah, for yeah. your actions. Exactly. <laughs> we have like dramatic organ swells. <laughs> 
horses trotting by. They're not too good when they come out raw, but <laughs> when I edit them, they uh, makes me sound great. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I was like, why does she have full health, but she's got like three chondrains, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, what's everyone's chondrain at? I, f- I think I asked this last week, but I forget. A lot more than I'm comfortable with. Yeah, yes. stop looking at my chondrain. <laughs> <laughs> it's private. Stop asking me about my chondrain, man. I don't really like talking about my chondrain. I'm down two. Down four. I have three on Flora and two on Daisy. Zeke that had five. I don't even remember what my full is, but it's a lot. I'm down to seven. Whoa. Seven drain, or your con is at seven? Well, I don't even remember what my full was, but, uh, oh yeah, no, I'm down five. But my con is at seven, which is, uh, it's dangerous. I could have easily, easily died last fight. Very easily. Are you punching that through Hero Lab for the changes and stuff? Oh yeah. Changes. You're going through changes. Well, Saran, if it makes you feel better, I only have two con drain, but I'm still at eight con. Oh, shit. So I'm right there with you. Well, you don't you don't get hits. You run away, which is smart. I don't. I run into battle. I fucking stab shit, which was dumb. Dumb, dumb, Sarat. This shit just came up out of the ground and grabbed Sidriel. Like, there's no staying away from these things. It's true. We did it. Well. They're dead. They're dead now. How are we feline this evening? Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. Roaring to go. (laughs) Panther style. Let's do this. I think when we last left off, after clearing the village of Hergstang of all six childlike wraith spawn, you proceeded to the lair of the Wraith Brother Swarm, who you then proceeded to beat the shit out of. He did not stand a chance with a little bit of preparation from you guys. Yeah. And dare I say, teamwork? <laughs> Why do you act like that's so strange? What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> and sounded like your plan was to try and bring some of these victims' bodies back to Leopardstad in order to petition for speak with dead in the courtroom. Is that right? Yes. You have to go spoil Gonna haul a bunch of corpses heavily decomposed. I mean, other than that, I think that uh, in, in turning those bodies the correct way as opposed to, like, in a lair in the side of a hillside would also uh, maybe win us some points with the locals, which... Um, Zeke could be all about just uh, helping them out because they don't know where those bodies ever went. Yeah, at least dragging the bodies back to the chapel and then letting the people know, like, hey, if you want to go bury them, or here's where we buried them. Well, you found the missing four bodies of the first four victims in Brother Swarm's lair. You know that Elsa and Karen have their bodies buried in the graveyard outside of the chapel in the center of Hergstang. Right near the chapel is also Karen's house, where, from what you'd heard from the previous residents of Hergstag that you interviewed, 
was where she was found dead in her room with no signs of breaking or entering or physical damage to her. So what is your guys' plan? You've got those two bodies at the chapel, got Karen's house next to that, and you also heard from Elsa's ghost that Tim used to live in a sort of little hideout uh, near the lake at the south end of town. It's about 12.30 a.m. And it takes three hours to get back to town? Two hours. About three hours. Fuck. I mean, really, we should uh, we should definitely dig up Ilsa's body and at least bring her back. Hopefully that doesn't piss off the locals of Herkstag again. But we, uh, I don't know if we should bring the rest of them back. I don't know. What do you guys feel? What's your, what's your gauge on that? I think bringing one back's enough. We can intern the other bodies. Probably a good plan. Now, if you, Citriel might be able to tell you how Speak with Dead works. You don't just have a conversation with the dead person. Uh, you may ask it one question per two caster levels. So, depending on the caster level of who's casting it, you know that could be. Anywhere from like two to five or a limited amount of questions that you can ask each one and you can only do it once a week. I mean, all we need is one, really. One is all you need. Do you need the whole body? I think you need at least its head intact because there is like a hammer what cult it is, but they'll actually like eat it. It might be the Whispering Way. We might have already encountered this. they'll, They'll like take essentially like Almost like a side egg capsule kind of thing that'll like destroy their bottom jaw, so you can't cast a speak with dead on them. Mm, yeah. Yeah, they must have a mouth. You can cast a spell on a corpse that has been deceased for any amount of time, but the body must be mostly intact to be able to respond. A damaged corpse may be able to give partial answers or partially correct answers, but it must at least have a mouth in order to speak at all. I mean. I feel like cutting off that kid's head and bringing it back is probably way worse than just bringing her body back. So we should probably bring the whole thing, uh, <laughs> would be my thought. Absolutely. Keep the body together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think if the <laughs> race spawn, like the way the race spawn appeared is representative of their bodies. I'm pretty sure at least one of them is out of the running because she's missing everything above like the tongue. That's right. I remember that. All right, let's do that. Let's go back to the church. I mean, I guess we'll have to see. Let's pull these bodies out, see what condition they're in. Yeah. Yeah, one of the bodies that you have taken out of the lair is missing the top half of its head. The rest uh, are intact. Yeah, I think Ilsa's our best bet. Well, I know this seems a little bit morbid, but uh, can we uh, can we all grab one of these and bring them back to the church? I'm, I'm sure the good people at Hergstag would appreciate uh, us not leaving them here. Yes, that would be the proper thing to do. And Stormak does so. Fine. Alright. You just pile a bunch of skeletons on Stormak. We find something to put them in. Bags or boxes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really fortunate that I found this uh, mountain of cardboard boxes over here. Uh, <laughs> maybe we could use these. <laughs> it was pretty good. It's amazing they're still intact. That's crazy. 
I'll say you figure out some way to bring them with you. But where do you go from here? I guess back toward the church. Yep, to the church. Alright. Probably takes you a little bit to get there. Maybe 30, 45 minutes. And you come upon the chapel. And yeah, it's surrounded by graves. Overgrown with weeds and stray corn. There isn't a peep. You don't hear a thing other than far away animals, wildlife. Midnight animals, be careful. Is there a like a room that we can inter the other bodies? Because we're not going to bury them right now, right? But we could like stash them so they don't get taken off by midnight animals, as, the, uh, as Stormax said. That's a good band name. Midnight animals. Hell yeah. Some more safe and respectful. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can find somewhere to stash them. Okay. Stuff them in a drawer somewhere. Wait, why are we stashing them here? I thought we were bringing them back to Leopard So, we don't have a wagon or anything, so I'm not... I think carrying six corpses back is going to be a little difficult. Okay, we're just taking one corpse. Yeah, I, th- I think the plan was to leave most of the bodies here and let the, let the townsfolk know, hey, we found the bodies of the kids. If you guys want to go, you know, do whatever your burial rights are. All right, good. Let's rock. Let's find, uh, what's her name? Ilsa. Okay. You do find Ilsa's grave uh, after maybe like 10, 15 minutes of looking around. Dig her up. And you dig? We dig her up with reverence. <sighs> Digging with reverence. <laughs> Walking with my and... feet off the pier. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, you do so. Shame on all of you. <laughs> it is a sad sight, but you dig her up, crack the coffin open, and there she is, resting peacefully. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, Stormak lifts up the entire coffin. Oh. Keeps her in there. Yeah, we put the lid back on. Mm-hmm. And Stormak carries her wee coffin. Back to the horses. Alright, big strong B. Do we want to check out Tim's hovel while we're here? Yes. I think that was down to the southeast. Alright, it's about 145 when you leave the chapel. Coffin in tow. About one in the morning, uh, Zeke's gonna have to pull out a torch. Cause my dark vision wears off. Yeah, well... Glad we fought them when we did. Uh, would have been a lot harder to stab them with a torch in one hand. As you come to the southern edge of town, along the shore of this lake, you see a large sort of jumble of thick, brambly vines with sharp spikes all around them, and they're kind of like knotted over each other in a almost like a dome mixed in with mangroves on the shore here. At a certain angle, you can see a hollowed-out little entranceway on the water side. We enter. Let's go poking around. Yeah, Stormak cautiously enters with his dark vision. As you do, you have to kind of duck and be careful of the large thorns on the side of these brambles. But once you get past this little doorway, so to speak, it opens up into a sort of cozy little area seems to be 
insulated to some extent because it's warmer as you come in here. And you see a rather large makeshift bed uh, made out of just bits of hay and uh, discarded foliage. There is what looks like a stuffed doll on the bed of a little girl. Stormak carries the coffin over to the bed, puts it down next to the to the doll, and uh, opens the lid and places it inside with the corpse. Seems right. Nice. Next to the bed, there is looks like a makeshift stove uh, with an old beat-up tin pot on it. There's a kettle, some busted old silverware on a table that looks like it was whittled out of a tree stump. And you find on the table there is a beat-up old dirty book uh, that appears to be a poetry book, a book of Talden poetry. Poetry from Taldor. Sid will pick that up and kind of just thumb through it quickly. Man, I've seen a lot of crimes in my day, but uh, this might be the most uh, depressing thing I've ever seen. Really terrible that uh, this town lost six of its children. I mean, they're just innocents, and uh, not only did they lose them, they're blaming this guy. This guy obviously wasn't doing thing. He was, he was sitting here. He was crafting them dolls. He was reading books like... How are we going to convince him, guys? This is terrible. I wouldn't think that a flesh golem would be able to read. Tim's really something, huh? Yeah, and Sidri, as you're flipping through that, you notice there are, like, uh, dog-eared pages, and some parts of different poems are, like, underlined and circled. It's well-worn and read. Okay, we'll uh, take that. Back with us. A- any of like the dog-eared pages, anything of particular note? No, it, there's a lot of them, and it varies. There's all kinds of different topics of poetry. Stick that in the old haversack. On the inside of the front cover, it says, "To Tim, from Elsa." I don't know if the if it's the work of the race or what, but uh, this has got to be the most depressing thing I've ever seen. I knew I hated Leopardstad, but the fact that they're putting this guy through. Uh, False imprisonment over over this crime is, is outrageous. I gotta get out. I gotta get out of this town. See if we can find us some more evidence, and maybe that won't happen. Stormax sits down on the ground, takes a load off, and just looks around very thoroughly. Looks under the bed, if if that's even possible, depending on how the bed is built. Yeah, does a check of the place. Yep, yeah, it's pretty bare, other than what I have described. Well, let's get home. Or at least back to Leopardstad. Either way, let's get out of here. Stormak gingerly picks up the coffin, reminiscent of when we first met carrying Lorimer's coffin. Aww. Now he's just doing it single-handedly. Here, here let, me, let me help you with that. Uh, so strong. There's no reason for you to carry that alone. <laughs> uh, here, let me try. He'll try to pick it up it's fine really he'll he'll try to pick it up and then like uh get kind of woozy and like drop it and fall over a little bit stormak really wasn't letting you carry much of it anyway so yeah it's fine can uh can flora catch him as he falls oh yeah you can catch him (laughs) catch him (laughs) 
Like a princess. <laughs> yeah, with a reflex save. Oh, for real? <laughs> you want like a real actual thing? You want me to click something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, DC 10. Five! <laughs> unless, you know, unless versus fear. <laughs> Was it a scary fall? <laughs> <laughs> no. So he hits the ground, taking seven points of con damage. Just eats it. Yeah, face down in the mud. She tries to catch him, but she just, like, strokes his back as he falls. Bam! <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, we, uh... It's not looking too yeah, good. Yeah, we, we should really... We should really get back. Uh, hopefully there's a... Uh, I think there's someone in the in the church that can uh, hopefully take a look at us. Uh, uh, the sooner we get there, probably the better. Yes, get up. Let's go. Ouch, but... Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> get Zeke up, and you make your way back to the horses. Just, like, flavor-wise, I'd say Flora's walking next to the limping Zeke, like, on her dog, so that she's up and she can, like, try to hold him by the shoulder kind of thing. Like, the way you would hold somebody that is normally Mm -hmm. the same height as you, but she has... She's on Daisy. Right on. What a good friend. She's trying. And wouldn't it suck if you came back and the wraiths had killed all your horses? That would suck. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? (laughs) When you get back... To the stables at the east end of town. Wraith horse fight. There's, yeah, yeah. There's wraith horses. <laughs> have to Ooh, fight God. the horses. That would be scary. No, honestly, I, I went and made sure, but wraiths only turn humanoids into wraiths. I was like, what a great way to set up rain horse as a like a actual enemy. <laughs> hidden boss fight at the end of the game. Wraith rain horse. He's the big bad behind all of this. <laughs> Wraith horse in the rain. I wanted that. I feel like I feel like that could still happen. <laughs> rain horse will return one day. He's he's always with us in our hearts. But right now, pokey, buttercup, and horse meat are all okay, if not a little spooked and hungry. They are alive and well, waiting for you at the stables. Chowing down at the horse bed and breakfast. Let's get on these horses and get the fuck out of here. Yep. With a coffin? Yeah. It's a it's a little coffin. Yeah, Stormat could hold it in his lap yeah. while he's sitting on a horse, sure. What if we attached it via a rope between two horses? I think that would be harder. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps bashing rocks on the ground and breaking oh, open. Oh, oh, there goes her foot. Oh, we, we lost Elsa again. As long as we don't lose the jaw, it's fine. It was another Monty Python reference. Just trying to throw there. Stormak does take some rope. He, t- he, he ties the coffin together. And he, and he makes it uh, kind of secure and, and, again, respectful. So he's got her basically in his lap. The coffin uh, horizontal across the back of the horse. Right on. Or I should say perpendicular to the length of the horse. How about that? All right. Let's ride. A three-hour ride. It's probably going to be about 5, 5.30 when you guys get back to town. On the way back, I think... Flora might try to, like, ride Daisy up a little bit towards, like, next to Sid and kind of elbow him 
elbow him in the leg. Here it comes. Be like, how you doing? Tired and worn out. Yeah. How's your leg? Great. Nothing heals better than an elbow to an open wound. <laughs> <laughs> She'll chuckle because she knows he's just being a dick <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> She'll kind of laugh and then she's like, you did really good in the courtroom earlier. That Odivian guy's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Been a douche since we met him. Yeah. Gary Oldman looking fuck. <laughs> She's like, so I... I know we're all upset about Ozil and we're all tired, but... I shouldn't have taken it out on you. I'm sorry I yelled. Should be. Okay. <sighs> sorry too. Stop talking about this now. Okay, alright. <laughs> but if you ever want to, you know, actually talk about Ozil or, you know, Kendra or whatever, I'm here. I'm always going to be here. So it just kind of looks away, like, just trying to kind of hide his face through. Like, oh, okay, fine. We'll we'll talk when we get back to Leftstead. Okay. Alright. Okay. Aww. Meanwhile, during all of this, Stormak and Zeke are behind them. Stormak says to Zeke, Those two and I have been through a lot together, Zeke. I can imagine. We were, we were a young party of adventurers with a, with a half-orc cleric of Phrasma named Father Ozel. He left us just the night before we met you. And he kind of just looks off into the night. <laughs> Shit, I mean, that's that's one guy we could have used for sure. It's, uh, it's ironic that uh, he left on the eve of battle, but um, ultimately, uh, I'm glad that you guys are here helping me see this through. Uh, I'm not sure what I would have done without y'all. Uh, I for sure would have died. Tim too, probably. Yes, well, your words in the courtroom will surely save him. Exhausted though we may be. I mean, we can try, but this town of horse farmers and backwoods conservative thinkers, uh, I'm not sure ever going to progress to the point where they're going to let this man go. All they want to do is burn him. They keep throwing kindling on that fire. The best we can do is give our truth and uh, find a way on, I guess. But I appreciate your sentiment, and uh, hopefully we can have a good outcome after this. Uh, I'm not sure if I can stay here after after all these things. It uh, just seems seems so cruel. It's quite a town you have here. Um, in an effort to change the subject, Flora has pulled out her banner, Yay. and she's trying to like show it to Sid, and she's like, "Look, I told I t- the Rosemary made this. That's Oslin's wife." She made this for me. It's got all of us on it. It's you see this one with the bow and the magic. That's you. And then over here with the with the, uh, the uh, what the hell do I use? A lance. That that this is me. And then um, that was supposed to be Ozel. But I told her everything about Kane, and she kind of stayed up all night and turned it into into a, a little uh, alchemy bottle. And and so Kane's on there too. And then and then over here, this is Stormac, the 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 panther. And she's like showing it and trying to show everybody. She's like, look at it. Isn't it pretty? What's the giant blue penis looking thing? 
<laughs> There's no penises on it. I know that's out of character. <laughs> <laughs> For the listener, Meg drew a giant, veiny, triumphant-looking motherfucker on our map like she always does. And um, I'm insulted, to be honest. Okay, that was like months ago. That's been there forever, and it speaks more to you than to me that it's taken you this long to see it. All right. (laughs) Shots fired. That's fine, though. (laughs) And to be fair, I think that follows the outline of the river. Let me just grab it really quick and move it. Yeah, see? That's what she said. (laughs) Covering the boneyard. Anyway. Anyway. We're only allowed like 15 seconds of serious before we start talking about dicks. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's tradition. Well, so let's call it a cool 5 a.m. when you are once again approaching the northeast entrance to Leopardstown. All right, y'all. What's the plan? Are you going to... You gonna caretake the body until the morning, and uh, we meet up. Maybe how about bright and early at the dead goat, and uh, maybe talk about uh, what our plan for court is. Uh, I didn't really take many notes, so well, I'm not sure really what we're gonna present. What time is court tomorrow? Today. Eleven o'clock. <sighs> <laughs> Ten o'clock is the deadline for evidence entering. Uh, what, who is the person that we need to petition? Oh, the court mage lady. She's like a cleric or something. I remember. Yeah, there is a cleric. The Holy Sister of Justice resides in the courtroom. She lives there? Or <laughs> presides. So I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to meet up early and at least at 10 a.m. tomorrow to... Uh, to uh, try to petition the Holy Sister Justice to uh, at least cast Speak with Dead on uh, poor dear Ilsa here. And hopefully uh, hopefully we can get some answers. Uh, I, I, my feeling would be that we only get about a question, maybe two questions out of this. So we better make them count. Um, other than that, uh, all we got are the, the survivors, which I assume that uh, the prosecution will call. And other than that... It, it's gonna be tough. This one's definitely uh, not as straightforward. Well, I think we'll get at least two questions, so we should probably have those planned. I agree. Well, let's meet up in the morning and talk about it. Uh, I'm, I pretty much, uh, pretty much need to go die right now. Metaphorically, of course. <laughs> if not, maybe she can cast it twice, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> some dark humor. I, I like you. Hmm. Uh, so <laughs> we're we're planning to to rest all day. Is that what you're talking about? Well, at least get some sleep before getting to court. I mean, you kept you keep we keep saying morning. Um, it's it's five a.m. now, and 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 court's at eleven a.m. Just six hours from now. Yeah, so we get okay. like at least all like right. four hours of sleep in. Okay. I mean, that's what my um, character would do. Stormak, uh, put... Sure, sure. Uh, Stormak, you know, puts his horse back in the stables or wherever we're keeping them and has the coffin, and he comes over to um, where Flora's staying. 
or where Flora is right now. And, and he says, Flora, I don't think I should bring this, um, th- these remains into the inn I'm staying at. Uh, could I come visit your home? Oh, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm sure I've brought Stranger Things home to Oslin before. The DVD set. <laughs> It'll be fine. I'm sorry, I just, I don't know where else to go with, with, with this. Yeah, that's a good question. We'll figure it out. He'll just, he might not even be awake. So he follows you. Yeah, they'll go stash that at uh, Oslin's place. And she's actually like, this is a great chance. Um, I mean, under weird circumstances. But when they get inside, she'll take you upstairs to like where the bedrooms are. And um, show you that she's been setting up some of Oslin's extra rooms. Like clearing out all the shit that he's been keeping. So that you guys can come stay there. She's found larger beds and put them in to these houses, or these rooms, and she's got, like, a empty bookshelf in one of them and a table in the other. They're completely bare. She doesn't have very much extra shit, but she's been trying. So it was just Flora and Stormat going to Oslin's? Unless Sid wanted to come, too. Nope. He went to bed. So when you get to Oslin's house, he is passed out on his lazy boy in front of the fire that's kind of dwindling. But coming in, he startles awake. He's like, oh, who's that? Oh, oh Flora. Oh. oh, dear, I'm still getting used to you being around. Are you okay? Yeah, we just, uh, we got some investigating done, I guess. And, uh, we just need to sleep a little bit before court. But you're, you're safe. There's no trouble. I mean, there's always trouble, Oslin. There was somebody here looking for you earlier. Who? Who? Um, a doctor from the uh, the university. She said it was quite urgent. Uh, Dr. Katrina Vilt, I believe her name was. She said that you were in grave danger and that she, she needed to find you. Uh, I told her I didn't know where you were at the moment. Uh, you were off doing some sort of adventuring, as you do. I've never heard that name in my life. But she seemed to know about you. Uh, well, I'm, I'm too glad to see you're okay. And, and you don't... You have no idea what she was talking about. Is... Well, I I mean, we're always in grave danger, usually. Um, But we'll, we'll check it out, Oslin. Don't worry. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad to see you're safe. Um, good Lord, what time is it? Oh, it's five o'clock. Go to bed, old man. Stormax standing there silently up until that point, and he says, Good morning, sir. It's just before dawn. Ah, good morning. Yes. Welcome. Uh, make yourselves at home. Uh, pleased to have you. I I think I'll be making my way to my bed. As you should. Good night. Get some rest, darling. And we'll cut to Sidriel. Um, you're heading back to the dead goat? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So just head back and just desperately need some sleep. Yeah, when you come to the dead goat, there is a young half-elf bartender working the bar, and there's nobody in the bar except you recognize Joral. Joral? 
the female boat Joral is sitting at the bar and um, just kind of staring into a pint. She doesn't pay you any mind if you don't pay her any mind. Yeah, so probably would not pay much attention to her. You head up. Uh, I mean, I might stop at the bar and ask for somebody to, uh, like, for a wake-up call. Uh, would you be a Master Azenray? Uh, yeah. There was a fellow in uh, some colorful fancy dress uh, here looking for you earlier this evening. One of those circus folk. Uh, yeah, I was expecting them. Um, left a message to just say to come and find him. Said you know where to find him. Just passing that along. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll find him in the morning. I gotta, I gotta go to bed. What time would you like a wake-up call? Oh god, what time is it now? It's about 5.30. Okay, how about Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> or 9 o'clock, whichever comes first. 9 o'clock, very well. Sleep well? A.M. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it drags his ass to bed. At that point, we will cut to Zeke. Where is Zeke headed? Zeke stumbling along the uh, roads of his town, looking around, thinking about just how the conflict between um, seeing what's going on now with his townsfolk being so aggressively persecutory... How do you say it? Uh, Persecutory? Persecutory? Is that right? Is that a word? Persecutive. <laughs> Prosec- I'm, not, Persec- I'm not sure there is a word for that. Dickish. How dickish. <laughs> persnickety. Yeah. How persnickety they're being, yet the nostalgia <laughs> of uh, living there and wanting to be a part of this town because he knows so much about it. Something along, he gets to his house and um, kind of looks around, maybe waves to a guard that uh, comes by on patrol, says hi. They probably say hi back to him. And he goes in the back gate of his house instead of going in the front door and looks in his uh, little garden shed out there just to take a quick check. Looks in there, there's a small stack covered by a uh, covered by a tarp and lifts it up, makes sure that uh, the small bricks the small orange bricks are still there and puts the tarp back down and pats it and says I wasn't so caught up, I gotta, I gotta get you delivered uh, soon as I can. All right, you sit tight, sweetie. Shuts the gate, puts uh, puts the lock back on it, and goes in the back door of his house to fall asleep. As you come in the back door, and maybe you're, like, just starting to take your armor off, you hear a heavy knock at the door. It's fucking... Who could it be? Uh, I, don't, I don't get the post anymore. I'll go and open the front door. At the front door, you see a familiar face. A female that uh, Zeke had been fooling around with in recent times, who had been in and out of getting arrested. One Olga Slovak. Is, Olga, you, you know I like morning calls, but uh, I'm sorry, sweetie. Uh, it's been a long couple days. Uh, can, I, can I buy you a drink later? Uh, shit, uh, I don't know, ah, fuck it, come come on in, uh, I don't got long, but, uh, we can cuddle if you want. Yeah, I've had a long couple days, too. I got a little bit of whiskey if you'd like to have a nightcap with me before we go to bed. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, could could wear a sweater on the inside. Uh, it's getting cold. Why don't you come on in? It's it's early. She kind of smiles like she knew that you were gonna invite her in, and comes in, gives you a coat, and sits down. What's what's Zeke's house look like? Um, Zeke's house is a very modest, um, very thin kind of like a row house. So it's tall, three stories, but they're all very thin and uh, cramped together. Uh, there's a little sitting room in the front that uh, he'll come in. She'll hand him her coat, but he'll just like toss it onto a chair because there's not a coat rack because he's a bachelor. <laughs> she says, uh, you know, I thought for sure you were going to get me out of that cell a little earlier, but I had to sit in there all night. You would not believe uh, how hard the captain's been coming down on me. That asshole. Uh, I'd be surprised if I could do much to help you out. I, I, I really... I really apologize. Oh, it's alright. I guess I deserved it anyways. I stabbed a guy. What? I mean, he probably deserved it too. I probably would have stabbed him too. Yeah, don't worry. He had it coming. <laughs> she whips out a flask from a garter belt underneath her long dress, unscrews the top, and passes it to you. Like, well, it was a long night, but I'm glad to be someplace warm with a handsome man such as yourself. I appreciate that, too. Uh, let's make it slightly more formal. He'll walk over to where uh, you do dishes and, like, look at his, like, pile of dishes that are uh, not quite um, done, but they're, like, in the process of getting done. Look at them and, like, uh, find the two cleanest ones and kind of, like, rub them out real quick and, like, bring them back over and pour two shots. <laughs> nice. Well, here's to our freedom. And she raises the glass. It's an interesting choice of words, uh... Perception check that drink! But I, uh... I appreciate that. Uh, he'll raise the drink up, uh... I'm sure he, um, probably lit a candlelight when she came in and just kind of, like... Even though he poured it in the glass, just kind of look at it real quick. Maybe get a sense motive off if I can. Actually, he probably wouldn't even done that. But he definitely would look at the drink. Maybe craft alchemy? Yeah, give, give me a perception check. Okay, perception. Perceptione. Um, okie dokie. Okay. Um, that is not gonna be great. Uh, 11 plus 8 is 19. Okay. Uh, you could do a craft alchemy on the drink, too, if you want. Craft alchemy. Alright. Oh, that's a natural one. <laughs> Looks like some good tasty whiskey. He drinks it down. Puts his glass on the table. Well, I apologize I'm not uh, more put together, Olga, but, uh, you know, uh, you can always stay the night. Uh, I just have to... I just have to get up early, uh, unless that's going to be a problem. And uh, Maybe I can uh, talk to the chief and uh, see if we can get them charges dropped tomorrow. And, uh, I don't know, you help me out. Uh, do a little uh, community service. Watch the walls or something. See, give me a fortitude save. Uh-oh. Ah. Oh, fortitude, my favorite. Uh-oh, that's not going to be good. It's a midland roll. Um, ten? So you notice you're saying all that after you take your shot. And you notice suddenly that she's still holding her glass there without having drank any of it, and she's just smiling at you. Ah, you f- are you gonna? Are you, are you trying to? You trying to dr- finish your 
your shot too. Your vision starts to get blurry. Your eyelids begin to get heavy. She's just sitting there, silent, smiling, watching as you slowly fall down to the ground. Uh, I, this, I thought, thought, thought we were, thought we were friends. Feather uh, fall. <laughs> Your vision goes black. Give me one more fortitude save, please. Fine. Uh, crack die. Uh, that's gonna be a fail. If a ten was not a ten didn't succeed, that's even worse. You fall unconscious. God damn it. Why? Why are you rolling so badly? Hey man. Oof. Well he's got five yeah. condrain. It doesn't help when you have a plus zero. Deciding to drink whiskey at dawn didn't help either. <laughs> hey, if you would have seen Olga... It's hard to say no to a beautiful woman. Yeah, you would have uh, agreed with me. Olga Slavit is known as the harlot of Cernal Brothel. Zeke's got a soft spot for her, apparently. She's got a soft spot for him. hey Alright. <laughs> what happens? The morning breaks. Wait, no, hold on. Huh? Broke the whole morning? <laughs> um, okay, did, did Flora and Stormac not go to bed? Well, Flora didn't. Okay. Uh, it's just after... F- we'll say, yeah, it's probably 5.30. Let's cut back to Flora and Stormac. Yeah, so she'll get you all settled in your room and be like, okay, well, I gotta go take care of some stuff. I'll see you at court. Um... Okay, you uh, you just want me to wait here then? I'll, I'll, all right. Oh, well, I, th- I figured you were going to sleep. You're not going to? Well, what good will it do? What are, what are you up to? What are you doing now? I, uh, I told Kendra I would have breakfast with her yesterday and forgot, so I'm going to go by and ask for some forgiveness. Oh, good luck with that. And yeah. Wishes you well, and he, uh makes himself useful around Oslin's place. Um, <laughs> you're just gonna tidy? <laughs> I guess. I mean, you're in the middle of something, and, um, and and then he spends some hours just sitting and meditating. Which we will role play now, mm-hmm. minute by minute. <laughs> right, everybody quiet. <laughs> he closes Sorry. his eyes. He sits with his back straight. No, okay. I'm done. <laughs> Well, if you're if you're cleaning when she leaves, she's gonna be like, "Careful! If you take too good care, he'll, he's gonna keep you." He smiles. But yeah, Flora is gonna go to the Lorimar apartment and uh, hope Kendra's up early. I guess. All right. So it's not far from your place. Yeah. A couple blocks down the road. Yeah, you knock on the door. Yeah. Quietly at first, just in case. You hear some footsteps. Like, just a moment. And door unlocks, it opens. Like, oh, Flora. Oh, what a nice surprise. I, 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 come in, come in. She comes in. She's all, like, dirty and stuff from the road. Like, I don't know if she's got, like, ghost goo on her. And- <laughs> Ectoplasm. Yeah. Oh, what have you been getting into? Oh, it's been such a busy couple days, Kendra. What? I I, I saw you in the courtroom. Uh, what? Are you involved in in the trial? 
Well, I mean, we're we're just kind of fact-checking. We're not really, I mean, the other guys are doing all this talking and, like, convincing people. And I'm just, like, the muscle. She's tired and she's just complaining. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. We're trying to make, you know, make sure this guy's either actually guilty or innocent and just, I don't know. What are you doing? I was just getting ready to make some breakfast, actually. Yeah, I meant to stop by yesterday, but we got so tied up with all the things, and then I fought with Sidriel. She, like, flops down into a chair. (laughs) Oh, Sidriel. How is he doing? I think he's better now, but he's... he's pretty mopey. What the hell happened there? I... I just wanted to sleep in my own bed by myself for a night, and I think he took it a bit harder than I expected. Yeah. He's a big kid. I don't think he gets out much. Ouch, dog. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to abandon him or anything. You might want to talk to him. Yes, perhaps I should. I do care about him. I know you do. And and he obviously cares about you. He was very rude to me last time we spoke. Well, that's just Sidriel. Yes, I suppose you're right. I don't know. I, I, perhaps when things with this trial slow down and you all aren't so busy, I'd still love to, for us all to have dinner one night soon. I'll try to bring him around. Do you want some help? I'll help you with breakfast if I can eat some. Oh, of course. That sounds wonderful. Great. I've just put tea on. Oh, tea. That sounds great. And, yeah, you guys go ahead and start making breakfast. What about Odivian? What do you... What's he... What's he... What's his problem? Odivian? Um, problem? What do you mean? I don't know. He seems a little standoffish. He's he's the one that threw his book away, remember? Yes, um, well, him and my father always had an interesting relationship as colleagues. Um... I'm sure it was just some inside joke or something personal. I I know he respected my father quite a bit. Okay. Bullshit. He's, <laughs> he's always been so nice to me and, and my father. Hmm. How old's that guy? Like your dad's age? He, I, no, he's a bit younger. Hmm. He looks older than your dad. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just driving that wedge in there. <laughs> wingman Flora, activate. Yeah, yeah. Wingman Flora. <laughs> I guess I never saw that. And, um, but yes, he's he's been helping me acclimate to city life again. And as I said, he purchased our old house in Ravengrove. Uh, so he's been giving me that in, in payments. And uh, it's been rather nice to be able to live frivolously and not worry about money for a moment. Yeah, sounds great. I do hope you won't have hard feelings that he has been asked to sort of act against you in the courtroom. It's it's purely business, you understand. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I, I guess the him throwing out your dad's book and everything just left a weird taste in my mouth. You know how, you know how I felt about him. I understand. But maybe we can all have dinner together sometime. I think that would be lovely. That would be something. <laughs> <laughs> and um, is there anything else you want to talk to her about? Um, 
No, but she will like pepper in stories of how brave Sid was in the sw- in the dark ghost fight. She's she's really pulling for that ship. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen him. He did this cool thing. What did he do at the end where he just re- Oh, um was it magic missile or something? Think so. Yeah, and he just like blasted it and the thing just fell apart. It was amazing. Ooh, my little ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> And yet, she has great time. Uh, she's really happy to see you. Uh, she'd been asking you guys to like come have dinner or come have breakfast for a couple days now, and has felt. You could tell she's felt a little blown off. She was pleasantly surprised to see you, and really enjoys uh, hanging out for a little while and making breakfast with you. Good. That was my goal. Mm-hmm. And let's go back to Ezekiel Kane. Present. Give me one more fortitude save, please. He's trying so hard to let you out of this. <laughs> My favorite save. Well, he shouldn't have done fucking so much conjuring to me. It makes my fort save like fucking nothing. Um, uh, that's an eighteen on the die. Just roll better dice. Oh, for an eighteen. Cool. It's a good one. At my plus zero. Cool, 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 cool. You are still unconscious. Great. But I am picturing, kind of like you see in the movies, uh, where you're intermittently, your eyes will open a crack and you'll catch glimpses. It's like in Fight Club when he's like having the other dream of having sex with Marla and it's like in his head, but it's like uh, all fuzzy and whatever. Like kind of there, but kind of not there. Yeah. It's like a montage. Like a dream. Yeah, it's like a montage. Dreamtage, Montage Mahal, and you catch a glimpse for a second. Feels like somebody is carrying you, and you see the sunrise with thick black plumes of smoke rising up in front of it. Your vision goes black again. Your eyes open for another second, and you're being dragged on your back by your foot by Olga Slavich. She looks back, has a wicked smile for a second, and then looks forward again and continues to drag you as your vision goes black again. Wicked smile? Jesus Christ. She's strong. Yeah. I bet she's dragging you to the Punishing Man. Or into the river. Down by the river. Wherever it is, uh, I'm not stoked. Thanks a lot, Meg. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit later... Who knows how long in between it's been. Your eyes open a tiny bit for a few more seconds. And you see your hands bound together in front of you. And a small halfling, Goody, is kneeling over you. It's like slapping you in the face. Like, Come on, wake up, wake up. Goody. Your vision gets blurry again. And goes black. Oh, nope. <laughs> good day. All you can get out good. is good day. Good This is fucked, buddy. I got court to go to. I'm going to be late. Yeah. Come on, man. Now the rest of you are dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have Sidriel is being woken up at 9 a.m. Uh We'll say, Flora, you eat breakfast a couple hours. Come 7 o'clock, you'll be done. 
I drink so much coffee <laughs> and tea. Yeah, we should probably, I probably should have looked up like the fatigued rules. <laughs> if a PC does not get at least six hours of sleep, they must make a DC 15 fortitude save or be fatigued. All right. Oh. So let's have fortitude saves from everyone who does not sleep for six hours. Um, pretty much everybody. I think I'm good. Yeah. So Daisy passed out as soon as we got here. That was so did Sid, but that was 5 a.m. Zeke is sleeping like a baby. Does drugged sleep count for Zeke? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Nice. Flora got a 20. That's a 9 for Sid. That's a 7 for Stormac. Daisy got a 23. Mm -hmm. Nice. So Sid and Stormac are fatigued today. After staying up all night being big damn heroes. And Stormac, you said you're spending a few hours just cleaning and meditating? Yes. Does getting some sleep have any effect? It'll probably make you groggier. <laughs> as per John. Do another uh, fortitude save. <laughs> or else you're groggy as well as fatigued. It's, uh, it's just something John's learned in real life. Uh, taking a nap makes you sleepier. Yeah, if I go to sleep now, I'm never going to wake up. <laughs> Please toggle on the groggy condition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry, where were we? Uh, Flora, wh what do you do after breakfast? Yeah, so what time is it, are we saying? Seven. Okay, well, she'll help Kendra clean up, and they'll have all kinds of chat and girl chat and catching up and all of that. And then she's like, okay, well, I need to make one more stop before court... Um, are you okay here? I, I, I think I'm all right. I'm, I'm just gonna relax. I might come and watch the trial again today. It's intriguing, if anything. I, that poor creature, Tim, was it? I, I really hope mm. you're able to help. He doesn't seem like a bad man. No, he's not. And, and she's gonna, like, have given her sort of, like, a vague, not exact detail, but, like, a vague sort of idea of, of why we think he's innocent. Yeah. I think, like, she's not giving up all the secrets or whatever, but she's, you know, telling her the overarching story. She's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll see you there then. Uh, it's an ongoing investigation. You cannot give out all the details. Yeah, that's why I'm not doing details. Don't want to even give me a few of the secrets? <laughs> Just a little, little guy? Just a little secret. <laughs> okay, well, I'll see you there. All right. Thank, thank you again for coming by. I'll be back. Big smiles. Yes, and hugs, and all of the friendly things. Um, so she's going to swing back by Oslin's and be like, Hey, I'm going to go by the university. Do you want to come with me? Knock Stormac out of his meditation. Yeah, he opens an eye right before you strike him, and he dodges. <laughs> And, uh, Takes an attack of opportunity. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, I'll, I'll happily accompany you. Is this okay to just leave this here? He gestures towards the coffin. Dude, you might want to put a note on it or something. <laughs> a dead child, do not eat. <laughs> Don't let the puppies in there. Jesus. Puppies would fucking have a heyday with that thing. Yeah, we're going to lock this door. We're going to put a note on it. Don't let the dogs in. It'll be fine. Well, I didn't want them to get confused. 
<laughs> really funny. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so you're heading to the university. Yeah, it was. Sorry, I was trying to write it down. What was the name of that um, person looking for me? <clears throat> Dead child, do not eat. <laughs> 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 Okay, I'm slow slow to the party, but... I don't know what I expected. (laughs) That's pretty good. Don't, uh... Don't dead eat inside. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Katarina Vilt was the professor's name that was apparently... Vilt. ...looking for you. Okay. So I'm going to the university in hopes of finding that person. Oh, very interesting, and this is a stranger to you. Yeah. Should we get Sid, or do you think he'd rather sleep? Probably sleep, but good idea to think of him, though. Yeah, if there's one thing Sid hates, it's going to the university. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. That's, that's like, why it got me but in the back of my head. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> We're going to the university, I feel like. He would yeah, be okay. so mad. Yeah, I think he would. <laughs> um, so we'll go bang on his door. Rat-a-tat-tat. You do that. Uh, Sorry. Ten more minutes. Books. School time, Sidriel. Uh, what? Time for We're school. Going to the university. <laughs> do you wanna? Do you wanna come oh, with us? Oh yeah. Hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll That's okay. Right you can there. rest. What? You oh, can God, stay if you want. <laughs> uh, sorry. What time is it? It's seven thirty. 7.30. Yeah, he'll groggily drag his ass out of bed. Should we get Zeke? Do we know where he lives? I don't think you've been to his house or anything, no. Yeah, we don't know where he lives. Alright, we don't get Zeke. And you head to the university? Yep. Which is still, like, not totally functioning the Department of Antiquities is still under repairs. There's people working on it. They've said they were going to suspend classes until after the trial. Oh, yeah. Um, but but there are people there. Uh, there's sort of a head office you can go to. I'm actually really excited for you guys to see my house. If you do go that direction. Yeah? It's going to be great. Well, we don't know where your house is. You have no idea. Anybody at the dead goat could point you to there. He's he's not that far from the dead goat. Suppose we could have asked. Any harlot with a death wish can find Zeke anytime she wants. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> I'm a simple creature. Simple tastes. Death wish harlot's my new band name. Harlot with a death wish. That's hard to say. Why is that hard to say? Death wish harlot. Harlot with, with a death, death wish. wish. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> anyways, the uh, you head to the. Head office. Yep. Yes. And, uh, yeah, there's a sort of studious young woman uh, behind the desk there. Red hair, big glasses. Uh, Flora walks up and stands on her tippy toes to look over the desk. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, what can I do for you? Hi, I'm looking for Katarina Vilt. Oh, Dr. Vilt, um, hmm. I'm not sure that she is around. Um, just a moment. 
and uh, she'll get up and go into a, a nearby office, and uh, there's somebody in there. Uh, you, you can hear a male voice uh, talking to her. You can't really make out what they're saying. Uh, and she comes back in a few seconds. She's like, yes, um, uh, apparently Dr. Filt hasn't been back to the university for some time. Um, she was taking some sort of leave, and then we have not heard from her. It's a, my supervisor says it's been several months. What? Okay. Uh, so what are we here for, Flora? Uh, well, they'll, she'll, they'll step back out of the office and she'll explain. <laughs> I feel like she explained on the walkover, probably. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, even if you did explain, I think Sid would still ask the same question now that they've been like, oh yeah, that person hasn't been here for months. Well, I just <laughs> guess I just assumed that's where she would be. I'm going to go shake Oslin, I guess. Okay. Did she, did he, he didn't say like she told you, told me you could find her here or? Are you, yeah, you go get him up. He's like, what, what, up? No. Sure. Hey, old man. Wake up. Um, no, no, no. She didn't um didn't give me any way to get a hold of her. She she just desperately wanted to know where she could find you. But uh, it's not helpful. <laughs> I, no, uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I suppose it's not. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, what? Why? What is the problem? Well, I guess she hasn't been at the university for months. How am I supposed to find this lady? I, Worst? I don't know. I, I, you could ask around right. town, I suppose. Yeah, it'd take 1d4 hours to figure out where the hell she is. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back to sleep, sorry. Yeah. So you drug me out of bed to take me to the university just to look at it. Yep. Hey, okay, since you're cool. here, since you're here, come look. And she shows you the, the room that she uh, has been putting together for you. And she's like, I found a human-sized mattress. And uh, Oslin had an extra bookshelf. And I didn't have any books to put on it. I mean, I had one, but... And she kind of picks it up and it's it hands it to you. It's called The Bramblebush Bible to Best in Show Beats, Volume 4. What in the Skyrim is that? Sorry, the what? The Bramblebush... <laughs> the Bramblebush Bible to Best in Show Beats, Volume 4. Leave. She's like, it's the only book I have. Is it? <laughs> Did you make me a mixtape? <laughs> is it a gardening book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like... Um, Summer Jams. How to B-E-E-T-S. Grow. B-E-E-T-S. Okay. It, my brain was not... Getting around that. <laughs> How to grow good beets. Beets, the vegetable. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> I was thinking, like, <laughs> now that's what I call beets, volume four. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's like, I've, I've never even read it. Gardening goes up one. Yeah. Now it's at 60. Yeah. Congratulations. Now fucking sell that book immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I've never even read it. The cover just made me think of my dad, and it's the only book I got, so I put it on the shelf. Oh, she's trying. 
Sid takes the book and kind of thumbs through it, like, a little bit disinterested as he's, like, looking at what is actually in the book, but then just kind of, like, holds it close to him and looks like he's, like, holding back from just crying. Oh, poor guy. Oh. So tired. <laughs> Thank you. Is he so tired or is he so touched? Who knows? Both. <laughs> yeah. Sense motive. <laughs> I feel like it's harder to, to, to hold back your emotions when you're extremely yeah. tired. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sormak comes down the hall. He says, look, Sidril, it's just like being back in our old spot there in Raven Grow. And he's, and he's like fumbling over his words to not say anything about Kendra. But he's just like, isn't this great? We're like uh, uh, neighbors once again. He goes inside of his room just to emphasize that it's his. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you would have, well, if, you, if you have some books in there, I've got some empty shelves. So, you know, feel free to share. Uh, something about Beats, volume three. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can have it. <laughs> volume four. Why is there multiple volumes? That's the question we should all be asking. <laughs> a lot of beats. That's the joke. That's the funny part. Why would there be four books about beats? Exactly. Written by the same guy. Yeah, man, I don't know. Halflings know a lot about farming beats. Yeah, we do. I hear it, dude. Who wants borscht? <laughs> Almost no one. <laughs> well, this has been a, a fun little break from this trial. I guess we should get back to it. Oh, um, the Crooked Ken, um, I guess stopped by while we were out and asked us to come speak to him. They may have found some more info on what we were looking into. We should probably get Zeke. She muses again. Anybody know where to find him? He seemed well known at the tavern. He said he'd meet you at nine, so whatever time it is, he's gonna be there at nine. It's probably after going over to the university and then making your way back to Oslin's, talking to him, and now it's uh, probably about 8.15. Yeah, we probably have time to get Crooked Ken before we have to do anything. Let's, let's go see if anyone knows where Zeke lives and we'll go knock on his door. Flora is like amped up on coffee right now. She's ready to go. <laughs> Alright, let's go. Yes. Yeah, the Kirk kid are right around the block, so we can just saunter over there. And, uh, yeah, you head over to the square where the Crooked Kin have their camp. Wait, were we gonna try to locate Zeke first? What was our plan? Uh, do we even know where to start looking for Zeke? He said he was gonna meet us at 9 o'clock, right? Yeah. And it's 8.15 now? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, no, I, that I, makes I sense. Assume, yeah, I'd assume like, if he didn't show at 9 o'clock, we'd go looking for him. 8.15, Crooked Kid in Camp. Big Apple, 3 a.m. Yep, you get to the camp, and um, they seem to be having breakfast around their uh, little portable tables and campsite they have set up behind their wagons. Uh, the wolf child, WC, runs and barks to greet you guys again. And is happy to see you. Sniffs Daisy's butt. <laughs> you follow him back. See Caleb Hess there. Uh, he puts his fork down and stands up. Oh, friends! Uh, how wonderful to see you. Uh, 
can I get you something to eat? We're just eating breakfast. No, not today, uh, sir. We're kind of in a hurry. Yes, well, Mr. Sidrill, I, I, I have uh, found someone in town that is able to cast that spell you were looking for. Oh, yeah? Where what, might we find them? Just uh, near the harbor on the northeastern side of town. Uh, here, I can point it out on your map for you if you like. Uh, there's this fortune teller that uh, is quite skilled. Well, thank you. Did they did they mention the cost? I admit, I, I did not uh, think to ask of a price for such service. Okay. Well, that, that, that's fine. Th- thank you for finding him. He is apparently more than capable of uh, casting said spell. I'm sorry it took me so long to, f- to track them down. Um, we've been working pretty hard to put on this show every night. Yeah, no, I, I get it. There's, there's a lot of stuff to do in this town. We've been quite busy ourselves. Yes, you look tired, son. Is there anything I can get for you? Potion of restoration? Oh, I, I don't think I have that on hand, but uh, I could certainly keep an eye out for you. That bad, huh? It was a rough night. Well, I hope you get some rest, son, and, uh... Yeah, me too. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Please, if there's anything else I can help you with, uh, you just don't hesitate to let me know. I'll do my best. We owe you so much, you see. Have any practice as a barrister? Uh, I cannot say that I have. Worth a shot. You never know until you know, you know? <laughs> well, all right then. Well, I, I suppose I'll get back to breaking my fast and... uh uh-huh. I hope to see y'all real soon. You, you should come see the show sometime, maybe. P- perhaps later tonight. If you have time. No pressure. Fortunately, maybe not tonight, but I'm, I'm sure we'll get out here sometime and see it. We'll be here all week. And, uh, yeah. Shake all your hands and go back to eating his breakfast with the crew. Stormak bows instead of shaking his hand and leads the charge out of there. Never touch skin with a carny. Um... Are you going to head to the fortune teller or to meet Zeke? It's probably getting around 9 o'clock. Yeah, we'll go back to the goat. Flora needs another coffee. I'm pretty sure you guys had entered that bag as evidence. The bloody bag that you wanted to cast blood biography on? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're not going to have time to get it submitted today, but I think there's, there's still another day of trial left, right? Yeah. So, like, okay, after court today, it's if you ask them, could we have somebody do the equivalent of running fantasy forensics on that bag and then have them sworn in to testify tomorrow? Yeah, but if you head to the dead goat, nine comes around and there's no Zeke. He probably just is still asleep. Hey, Mary. Yes, dear. Do you know where Zeke lives? Uh, yes, I believe he's down at number 12. (laughs) (laughs) The bright blue number 12, okay. (laughs) Uh, It's just down the road, uh, actually. Uh, She she can point it out on your map. Uh, She knows Zeke. They, or at least they sounded familiar when he was introduced. So, oh, she's been there. Maybe she's dragged him home once or twice. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
sure it didn't sound as nice as that. I'm sure it was like, oh yeah, I know where that guy lives. It's right over there. <laughs> yeah, it's not too far away. A few blocks down the road uh, to the south. And you come to Zeke's little townhouse. That proper word for it? I, I think it's like a row house, right? There's like a bunch of houses right next to each other, but they're all really tall, but they're all really thin. They all have like their little gate, like Brooklyn for or sure. something. Row house, townhouse, kind of the yeah, same yeah. thing. Cool. And you notice the door is swinging open. Hmm. Well, what are we doing out here? Ezekiel, Cain, and Stormak enters the building. He sets down, or no, the coffin's over at, at Oslin's. Yeah, <laughs> just walking around with it. Yeah, no, we left that behind. But he sets the coffin down. <laughs> He's just fucking like, like oh, I'm going to lead this up right here. <laughs> fucking, oh, God, awesome. <laughs> There's no answer. I go in. The door's swinging open. Well, give me a perception check. Everybody? Yeah. 24. Less than that. <laughs> I stopped the door from swinging. These hinges are crazy. <laughs> but nine. Yeah, but they're well-oiled. Ten for Flora. Seventeen for Daisy. <laughs> well, Stormak, you notice on the floor, sort of almost under the couch. Everyone come look at this. Is a knocked-over glass missing shards that are broken on the floor there and some liquid on the floor and there's a half a glass of whiskey also sitting on the table next to the couch or like a shot not a whole half a glass hmm. and the house is empty um do you see what i'm seeing yes all right good <laughs> <laughs> Does uh, Daisy pick up any sense with that 17 plus 4 survival when tracking by scent? Does she? Um, there's a strong smelling liquid on the floor mm-hmm. that, I don't know, would she try and lick it up? No. Daisy, come here and smell this glass. And he points at the unbroken glass on the table. Daisy, smell this glass. What does this glass smell like? She says, well, I'll need to bring it back to the lab for testing. <laughs> My friend, the lab. The, right, the lab. I get it. Yeah. have <laughs> 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 to take it back to the lab. That belongs on a Far Side comic. <laughs> track. Track the scent that's on this glass. At that point... I'm going to cut one more time back to Zeke. Zeke, your eyes open again for a brief blurry moment. You see a glimpse of Goody tied up next to you. You're in a room with a bunch of crates, wooden crates stacked on each other. A wooden door bursts open and you see a large, imposing figure. I like it. I don't even know who this is. Fuck yeah. (laughs) That appears to be a very muscular humanoid with 
one too many eyes, a thick black fur on one of its arms, and a shell, almost crab-like pincer, but all wrong-looking for another arm. It's a large mouth full of glaring teeth, and another mouth full of glaring teeth underneath that on its chest. This deformed monstrosity stands in the open doorway carrying a large crate and your vision blacks out again. Damn it. Do I recognize that thing? Was it about 12 feet tall? You do not recognize that thing. Damn dog. But I think that is where we're going to end it for the week. Better get them teeth to stop glaring at me. Got about three fifty. <laughs> he walks in. You got about three fifty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's about that time. God damn, Loch Ness monster again. problem.